You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for the final time of this trading week, so it's time for the opening with Nick Kunza from Sunnam Private Wealth. Tech is the big story this morning. After the bell last night, after the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ and everything else closed, out came the titans. What happened? Morning, Lindsay. Yeah, tech, they were calling it uh, the Super Thursday, and, and it certainly lived up to the name because those numbers were an absolute blowout. Um, I mean, we had uh, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, and Google, or, or Alphabet, as other people know it as. Um, I mean, they literally were monster numbers. They all beat. Uh, Apple was a surprise. I mean, Apple's – let's put this – let's give this in, into context, Lindsay. Apple's market cap – just last night. Now, if anyone you were listening to the show and consp- yesterday, you'd have, you know, we were speaking about the tech titans being grilled in front of Congress. I mean, if anyone spotted the irony about being dominant players, Apple's market cap jumped by a hundred billion dollars in the first hour after the close. Wow! Um, it's currently up seven percent pre-market. Saw its revenues rise eleven percent. Amazon saw its biggest profit in its twenty-six year history. Forty percent, uh, pre- wasn't it? Yeah, pre-tax profits doubled to 2.5 billion US dollars. Mm. So I mean, it's just one after another, and and I, and I guess it, it's it's starting to turn out for me anyway, almost like a tale of two different markets. You know, you've got the on the one side you've got the struggling businesses, and the other side in this lockdown you've got this COVID. 19 uh, lockdown businesses that are just continuing to print money. I mean, these numbers are extraordinary. And uh, hot on the heels of that GDP number, the worst print since in 72 years, where the average person on the street is, is literally battling to make ends meet. You've got the, their clients, the, the likes of um, Amazon, etc., are just printing cash. So, it, it, I mean, it's, it, it's a very little difficult market to try to dissect now because it really is, as I said, a tale of two different markets. Amazon, I can understand. I think their revenue was up 40%. Mm. And as you say, these were record-beating numbers. And I can understand that because people are buying from home. Again, it begs the question, when things do settle down, maybe in, a, in six months' time or in two years' time, do people mm-hmm. stop that retail behavior or do they continue it? And this thing continues its extraordinary run. And also, are people buying uh, more phones, Apple devices, because they are at home and using them, using them more rather than using the office mm. uh, equipment? I just don't understand it exactly. myself. I also, but I also find like the irony, Lindsay, which which is it it, it just beggars belief. Um, you know, the, the American economy during the exact period these guys are reporting the exact three months, the U.S. economy shrunk by nine point five percent. Yet these guys had record profits. So it really is the disparity is is extraordinary. That was for me. That was the big one. Yeah. Anyway, Alphabet's revenue, I think, fell for the first time in its 16-year history. It fell by 2%, but that was a beat as well. Market was expecting mm. worse. And the, the reason there is, I think, that there is so much competition, so much extra competition now for advertising that Google and the parent company Apple didn't quite keep up. But anyway, it still did very well indeed. Anything on the Stock Exchange news service this morning? It looks pretty quiet, actually. Anything there in your morning meeting? Zero. Mm, I <coughs> Zero. thought so. I, mean, I was looking at, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I always do a diary for the day ahead. So, I mean, let, I mean, let's just jump straight to that because there's nothing due locally in South Africa, economic or corporate. Uh, and I could find very little in SENS. And I also trawled the sort of broken notes because normally there's a couple of upgrades or downgrades. Uh, and there was nothing this morning. So, I mean, if we look abroad where things are probably going to be the most action, uh, this afternoon we do have um, the Commerce Department's going to release the consumer spending data. That's quite a decent market mover. So, that's due this afternoon in other states. We're looking for... Um, uh, a rise of 5.5%. Uh, we have some data from uh, University of Michigan, consumer sentiment numbers, that's due as well. And then the only two numbers the oil majors are out today. We've got Exxon Mobile, that's out. That's be quite an interesting one as well, given the weak oil and gasoline prices. And we've got Chevron Corp as well. Uh, oh, and then, I'm sorry, I forgot, also across the pond, your side of the world, we have um, economic uh, sort of uh, GDP releases from Europe. And we're looking for uh, 15% contractions in France and Italy. And I think they're looking for 11 or 12% in the Eurozone as a whole. So, yeah, locally nothing, but uh, offshore in the Europe and the US, we should keep things a bit busy. There's quite a bit coming out. Spot prices look like this. 16.79 is the dollar rand. British pound against the rand is 22.07. Euro rand is 19.97, about to change its big figure from 19 to 20. Euro on a charge. Euro dollar, oh, goodness me, look at this thing. I'm going to have to say it's 119. I'm going to have to say mm. that the dollar is 119, and we were talking yep. about it just a week or so ago saying, look at it, it's going to go through 115 or 160. It's gone 300 basis points in a week. It's massive. It is, it is massive, Lindsay, and, and those who are on traders, I can't go on enough to, about how a three, three to 400 point basis point move in the most traded currency in the world is unprecedented. It is enormous. In fact, it was trading about 115 and and we we were talking about that we think the theme should be this weaker dollar. Um, But I had in my head, I kind of had almost a, almost like a year end price of one twenty on the euro dollar. That's yeah. that's what I was thinking. Oh, we could do it next week at this rate. It's un, it's unbelievable the speed of the, of, of the move of the dollar weakness. And predict- of course, you know, you, yeah. Yeah, on the back of that, you can off you go. Yeah, exactly. You know, on the on the back of that, yeah. leading nicely into that, and I segue into the gold price, which this time last evening when we were talking to David Shapiro. Uh, the gold price was in the 1940s. It's now 1972.5, which is up $15.5. Uh, platinum is 9.14, which is up 9. Um, palladium is where, Nick? Yeah, also bouncing back nicely. Up $15, 0.75%. Back at the big number, uh, 2,100 is the number on that. Okay. How about performance of the Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ last night? And then we'll contrast it to what's <coughs> happening on the futures market now. Yeah, so last night, was it was a bit of a, a, bit of a mixed bag. Um I mean, the Nasdaq ended up positively last night, um, I guess, ahead of those tech numbers. So we have the Dow Jones, though, down 225 points or 0.9%. We have the best S&P also, a little bit of a soggy session, down 12 points or 0.4%. And the Nasdaq was the flip side, as we've seen of recent, to that real uh, tail of two markets. Uh, The Nasdaq actually gained 0.4%. So... Let us know where we are now. Can you see the numbers? Yes, I can. I just want to reference that NASDAQ performance because mm. um, at one stage in the afternoon, just before the opening, it was down around about 1.5%, or well, the futures were anyway. And then it t- turned around to close up, as you say, 0.4%. So that was a, uh, a short-term technical reversal, which uh, the technicians will enjoy. NASDAQ futures at the moment, uh, Nick, because of Apple mainly, uh, up around about 0.9% to 10,888. Three fat ladies, mm. 888. And the S&P futures, is also doing well, not quite as well, but uh, they're okay, mm. and up about a quarter of a percent. Well, let's call it 0.3% for the S&P. So it looks like a strong session this afternoon. 
is a strong session. If I can just quickly add those Apple numbers, also announcing last night that a four-for-one stock split, which uh, the market always loves for the little punters now that it can buy the shares cheaper. So four-for-one split also adding to to the, the buying. Interest. Yeah, Robin Hood will be <laughs> Robin Hood and his merry no, merry merry men will be licking their lips <laughs> on that one. For goodness' sake. Nick, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to have a look at the movers so far on a quiet morning, certainly quiet news morning anyway, see what we've got after some interesting moves yesterday. As I scroll down my screen, I've got um, the ones that matter. Harmony up six and a quarter percent. RB Platts up five percent. DRD Gold up 4.6. Goldfields up 4.1 percent. Predictable stuff. Rand under pressure. Gold price approaching uh, all-time highs. Sappy down 2.4% following yesterday's results or the day before's results. Redefined down 1.5%. Absa Group down 1.5%. Growth Point down 1.5%. Any others? No, but I would like to pivot back to the RAND. I mean, you and uh, David were speaking about possibility with that IMF, you know, a little bit of a bit of front-running. And, and I must tell you, um, the RAND weakness this morning completely against the trend mm. of this weak dollar and other EM currencies. So maybe there's some truth in that story because the RAND is continuing looking like it's going to push towards that 17 level. So very much RAND weakness. But And also, I also want to add harmonies. Yes. We have spoken about it a couple of times. Keep an eye on this share. Um, the, at its current valuation, I had it this, this morning, it's about 66 billion Rand market cap, mm. uh, which would put it within, I think, within the top 40. Ah. So they, they reweight that index at the end of this month. So just keep an eye on that. There might be some guys that need to buy this for the index trackers. So good that's what for the traders out there. Stick that on your watch list. Okay, very good. Good point. Indices after 43 minutes of trading, please, Nick, on this Friday. Now, on this Friday, we've got a positive finish to the week, if it stays where it is, uh, up 1.04% on the old share, 56,424, almost 600 points higher. And we have the top 40 tradable, uh, even better, 1.11% up um, at 52,025. And individual indices, we are being led higher by energy shares, up almost 2%. Basic materials, it'll be your miners. That's up also 2%. Technology having a good uh, 1.55%. No downside. Um, I guess with this week around, expected the financials dragging us a little bit lower, a quarter percent lower. Industrials down 0.6 and telecommunications, excuse me, down 0.83 of a percent today. Okay, now we would normally speak at five o'clock for the five o'clock shadow, but both of us are doing other things. At precisely 16.33, because there's so much demand, so they have to give you a slot. I'm having my coronavirus test, uh, which I'm not looking forward to, and you're going off on a social engagement. So have a great weekend, Nick. Thanks for all your contributions, and um, if I'm still here on Monday, I'll speak to you on Monday morning. (laughs) (laughs) That's Nick Kunzasan on Private Wealth. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.